Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, IRL edition. I'm your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter at MTG Ectoplasm, or you can email me directly at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know how am I doing. Am I doing a good job, a bad job, or maybe I shouldn't quit my day job? Now, like I ask each and every single episode, hit that follow, like, subscribe button. It's really important because of these things called algorithms. And don't forget to share this with your friends and family because you know and I know if you like the show, they may enjoy the show. And especially, this is the Magic Gathering. Come on, share it with your friends and family. If they're in the magic, come on. You know, I know, we all know. So now, ladies and gentlemen, like I do each and every single episode as well, there's a young lady. She's the ravishing one. She's the young lady who puts all the stuff together. Uh, she makes all my images and so on and so forth. And uh, she's with me tonight, you know, once again, because she's the engineer. She's the driver of the show. The one, the only, the ravishing Renata. How you doing there, ravishing? Oh, I go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm doing quite well. I'm sorry about that. I had you on mute. My bad. Shame on me. Bad boy. Bad boy. So ravishing. I know you're exhausted. You did a lot today. You've been very busy. Uh, you know, I went to work. We had to go, uh, go, you know, shop in here and there for you. Can make sure you look cute because uh, potential uh, interviews going on. Yes. So uh, with our special guest coming on, uh, we had you do a lot of work today. Yes, there was a lot of work. You weren't expecting it, right? No. Now, what do you think of this episode? I ask each and every single other time, but I got to know from you. This episode is a very unique episode. This is an idea that actually was created by my guest. We're calling it Zero to Hero because maybe you, you're new to you know spirits, and we're going to educate you and further you along in the process of especially pioneer spirits. So with that being said, Ravishing, what? What did you? Th what do you think of this episode? I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be good for new players or mm -hmm. people trying to get into magic, and I, I think it'll be very useful and informative for them. Well, the way I look at it is because a lot of us, well, you know, I've been playing magic for over 20, 20 plus years. You know, uh, you know, I'm used to you know type one, type two legacy now i'm into modern and now this new format pioneer that you know basically was born before covid died almost almost died in covid almost died of covid but now it's making a research it's making a comeback you know what this is perfect for people who have been playing magic for a while and said you know what let me try this new eternal format called pioneer so this is you know this is your footsteps to get in so ravishing i you know i hope you take notes here because uh uh, there may be a quiz a little later. Okay. Just saying. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we brought, we've brought we talked about this person before. Uh, he's the young man who came up with this concept, and I, I had to share it. I thought it was a brilliant concept. Uh, I don't consider him the original Dan. I don't even consider, I consider basically an extra crispy Dan because he's not old Dan. Let's welcome to the show, New Dan. How you doing, New Dan? I'm good, boy. How are you? I'm doing all right. For those who don't know, he's an elementary school art teacher. You can find him at Fires in Atlantis on Instagram. He puts a lot of interesting things there. And if you'd like to follow and subscribe to him, I'd say please do. But don't forget to follow, like, subscribe on the show. It's a little bit more important. Just saying. 
That's the more important thing. Yeah. You can follow me. I don't post much actually. So um, how are you feeling then? How, how's things going? I'm good, dude. I'm really excited about this. Cause, uh, you know, this like is your baby. this is your concept. Yeah. This is, this is my baby. And you know what I was thinking? Maybe we could even do it more with other pioneer decks. Cause they're coming out with some more, uh, coming out with some more. Some of the spoiled on this show that people. Yeah. We talked about them last time we we're here. And, uh, you know, I had fun looking at the, at the, the MTG top eight decks for pioneer, um, for the pioneer spirits deck and kind of figuring out a little bit of, the rationale for why you might have certain cards in there. Mm -hmm. um, I looked at a couple of them and then kind of made my decisions based on that. And then also had the budget in mind. Um, so do you want to talk about what we did or do you want me to talk about it? Well, before we do, um, I, I, there's, there's something I have to share with the listening and viewing audience yeah. right now. There's this beautiful piece of artwork being auctioned off right now at let me let me make sure i have this right at mtg art market the representative is donnie cult writer the young lady that you see there holding up this image is justine jones yeah beautiful art that she makes. now this artwork is selfless spirit now she is auctioning off this black and white image. She drew this herself with Japanese markers or so on and so forth. I forget how, what it was, but she's the one who, you know, created this. And right now you can bid on this right now at MTG art market. Uh, currently the highest bid is $1,100. Now, mind you, there's a hundred dollars shipping and handling. And if worth you it. have, if you have the money, the cachet, the, you know, the moolah, the cheddar, the, you know, the ducats, then I suggest, you know, support this young lady because she's she's supporting the spirit crew or spirit tribe. You should get, you know, consider getting it. Me personally, I was the highest bear from at one point. I got outbid in uh just maybe. I think the you should game. buy it. You should buy it. Well, I, I gotta <laughs> wait for the ravishing, I, you know, to give me the nod going, yes, yes, you can go get it. Now I would say you, nobody is more deserving of that artwork than you, sir exactly so you what you're going to be bidding on is the black and white image this is just the the uh the beautiful colored image is something she did on her computer and then once he ended up making it a full fart you go to the next image ravishing if you don't mind it made it into the full uh card image uh right full there. Art card, yeah. yeah for the uh, uh what is regional championship qualifier so yeah. if you win that, basically you get this beautiful card uh, in foil. So I'm desperate to get my little giddy hands all over it. Yeah. So so one of the things that uh, that people probably don't know a lot about is um, how the art is created um, and and how it's you know goes from being a concept to something that uh, Wizard starts to use. And uh, with with this art that Justine made, um, she's got. She has preliminary sketches that are uh, also forbid um, for this work that are slightly different, slightly at different stages of being finished. Um, this is the most complete artwork that was done um, in real life before she scanned it, put it into the computer, adjusted a couple of the lines that were created, and then added the color digitally. So this is, uh, you know, as far as a, a live image that was created, this is the, the furthest uh, model that's been made. 
And um, for those for those who are aware, the auction ends tonight at ten o'clock. Ten yeah. o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if you hey, want it, go get it. Just saying it, I'm okay if you outbid me. And if you if you don't end up winning it, that's okay. Because still, just, they got two sketches and then uh the little uh the what are the, the artist proofs? Yeah, artist proofs. So um when Wizards releases a card, um Typically on most artworks, um, like the vast majority, there's a handful of like corner cases where it doesn't happen, but mm-hmm. um, wizards will take a, uh, take a, um, mm-hmm. uh, they'll, they'll make a print of that card. It's a, a real version of the card. These are some snow lands that I got from Titus Lunter uh, right. the other day, uh, except they're different than the regular card. Number one, uh, the artist will typically sign the artwork um, which is really cool. But the biggest difference is uh, the back, completely blank, um, which is nice because you can get sketched, uh, the, the art or the cards sketched on the back um, by the artist. Um, sometimes, you know, they're they're available to do that. Sometimes they're not. Um, along with that, I got this really nice proof that I'm really excited to show off. Uh, Dwight, you haven't seen it either yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't actually, no, you might've seen it. Uh, it's a white back. Mm-hmm. Signed on the back by Titus. Okay, very nice. Um, and it is a foil showcase. Urza's wow. Very nice. Very, yeah, very, very nice. nice right? Um, it'll go in, it's going to replace all of the, uh, the basic planes, the foil planes that I have in my deck signed by Sam Burley. Also, artist proofs. I uh, picked those up for my stacks pillow fort Heliod combo deck. That there I you go. You you are a commander guy. I'm just happen to be a pioneer slash um, modern guy who is enthusiastic about. Uh, you yeah, like to play. I, I'm a specialist. I, I consider I'm an elite specialist in uh, the world of spirits. I'm not going to call. Them, I humbly don't call myself. Uh, a spirit master because to me that's i i expect people to call me you know if they want to call me that i'm okay with it but i'm not going to call myself that because that's egotistical that's arrogant to me so you reserve that specialist i I couldn't consider myself an elite specialist when it comes to the spirit crew now dan it's time let's let's get ready uh let's get focus into Zero to hero. Zero to hero. Now, like I said, zero to heroes for people who ended up buying the Pioneer Challenger deck for Azorius. Uh, what happens is Dan came up with this idea. He's like, "Hey, you got me inspired. I want to sit there and start playing uh, Azorius Pioneer Spirits, but I don't know what to go into it. So let's yeah. do something where we invest twenty dollars, fifty dollars, and a hundred, and then go from there, and then decide." And looking into our crystal ball here and go, hmm, can I win? Will I win? And how will other people think about me? Am I wrong? Am I right? And ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Hit us up at mtgectoplasm on gmail.com or even on Twitter to let us know your thoughts, especially when dealing with this episode. So this here is the deck list currently that's 
in the Pioneer Challenger deck. Now, I'm going to read it out to you. There's 31 creatures. You got two Mausoleum Wanderers, four Spectral Sailors, four Rattle Chains, two Remorse for Clerk, one Selfless Spirit, like the image that you saw, unlike the image that you saw there. And I recommend going out there and bidding on it. It has also three Shackle Guys, four Supreme Phantom, four Watcher of the Spheres, one Brazen Barrer, and then four Empyrean Eagle. Spell-wise, they're running two Spell Peers and four Lofty Denials. Very good cards. 23 lands, two Glacial Fortress, multiple islands, multiple planes, and then Temple of Enlightenment. When it comes to the sideboard... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's not wanting, <laughs> But I'm going to read 15 cards there. Three Isolate, two Light of Hope, two Spell Peers, three Aether Gust, which I'm a big fan of Aether Gust, especially um when it comes to mono red uh sorry, red deck wins and mono uh sorry green devotion great card for those decks one do and then one devout uh decree two seal away and two silk wrap okay it's a these are okay cards but this is what you would find in your standard pioneer challenger deck when you open up the box uh from you know your local lgs yeah it's all right um i i I looked at the deck and uh i found that there were a number of cards that had a lot of overlap with pretty much every uh challenger deck that i looked at um when i was going through this list you know i'm not a spirits player i play modern merfolk i play uh you know i like commander i think that's a fun format Mm -hmm. um kind of got into that like really heavy through the pandemic and uh, started, you know, went a little bit overboard, but uh, right. you know, I played, I played a little bit of pioneer at the beginning when it, you know, right before the pandemic, right after they released it um, before the meta shook out. And I had a, uh, a mono blue wizards, blue devotion deck that, you know, I thought it was pretty powerful and uh, I won a number of games and it was pretty fun. Um, but then, you know, the meta shook out, that's not a deck anymore. And uh, it, it is, but it's not really like, it doesn't really, it's not really represented. I think it's a lot stronger than people think it is, but it's not played and it's not a meta deck. So I wanted to look at um, what I feel is one of the strongest decks that's in the format. And that's the Pioneer Spirits deck. So when I looked at it, I kind of broke it down into what I felt was core cards to the deck Mm-hmm. Um, flex cards and some cards that should immediately be cut. And I put together a spreadsheet that um, that I sent over to Dwight and the Ravishing One, um, our, our friend Renata over there, who's got uh, your wife, you know, your wife, my friend Renata, um, who's who's who put together a bunch of uh, things for us. And the collage. I hope that you agree with uh, the choices that I made on my spreadsheet, but I just want to kind of quickly go through those really quick. Okay. Rattle chains, core card, Spe- uh, Supreme Phantom, super core, mm-hmm. spectral sailor, Shacklegeist, mm-hmm. mausoleum wanderer. Those are core um, mm-hmm. with the Azorius list. Empyrean Eagle was core. Spell Queller was core. Um, I've thought that a lot of the decks were running selfless spirit, at least enough that it was a core card. Um, and then Brazen Borrower was Flex, Remorseful, Cleric, Watcher of the Spheres, cut those immediately. Well, I kept a Remorseful Cleric, and as you'll see. Um, then, you know, you've got 
the spells that were in the deck, Spell Pierce, Lofty Denial, those were flexes. They were in or they were out. Oftentimes mm-hmm. they were in. They're pretty good. Um, you know, the basic lands, um, they were okay. The Glacial mm-hmm. Fortress, not a bad card. Uh, the Temple of Enlightenment needed to immediately get removed from the deck. Last thing you want is slow lands, and uh, seeing it come in tapped is pretty terrible. So that was something that I need. I knew immediately needed to get addressed. Um, and then from the sideboard, basically the only things were Spell Pierce and Aether Gust that you'd want to consider keeping. Um, and then everything else, all the white cards that were in the uh, sideboard were not as great and didn't no. really see any representation. Um, although I did think one of them was worth keeping at least in a uh, in a more budget-oriented list, and I'll explain why in a little bit. So let's take okay. a look at what you did, because I know what I did, and I haven't okay. seen anything done yet. Well, let me begin by saying welcome, Jamel. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Don't worry. It's all right to be late. Just remember right now, uh, there you can find the Selfless Spirit artwork for the RCQ uh, RCQ. Uh, uh, promo right now up for bid on uh, Facebook. So if you got the cashola, go get it. It's eleven hundred dollars. If not, then bro, I'd love to. You know me. <laughs> so let's look what I, let's look what I did. So what happens is for twenty dollars, it was a little difficult for me. Uh, I ended up going. Now, mind you, the prices here are very very cheap. I don't know where you got them. I found these. You know certain. Sp- the spell quillers at like two dollars fifty three dollars yeah. that's why i only put two so i ended up getting two more spell quellers for the deck i ended up picking up one selfless spirit because it was a moral imperative because i wanted to save the creature and because of the lands i found myself wanting the secluded courtyard because I'm- yeah you know what it it, it you know it fits okay. a theme where the creatures plus you get the creature ability but realistically there's only one creature that has the mana ability to use and that's a uh, uh, spectral sailor yeah. but for four and realistically and honestly we never do that and then finally the march of the swirling mist i find this card to be very very good depending on when you tend to play it it to me arrogantly wise i like to when i know i can uh, basically put my opponent away I sit there, I play this card, and then I swing an attack. Or when I'm fear- fearful that I may end up losing the game, I play March of the Swirling Mist. So they don't, you know, I don't take the damage from the attack. Okay, so you're phasing out a bunch of things. Um, that's a good card. It wasn't even on my radar. I did see it in one list or two lists. Um, you know, I only looked at a couple, and I primarily based my decisions off of uh, two decks that, uh, you know, one was a mono blue, one was an Azorius Spirits that I felt kind of represented what I saw. And uh, I think it was on one of those lists. And, you know, I probably should have included that. Um, I think that's a lot better than than I thought it was. Um, But I made, you know, some decisions that um, kind of filled that role in a way in slightly different ways. in slightly different ways. Um, so what did, what was your, what did yours end up being? That's like five plus that looks like it's less than it's a a less, less than $20 than because I'll tell you when I, when I went yeah. through TCG player, I went through medium and this, I was actually 39 cents ravishing. What was like 39 cents over. Yeah. Yeah. It was like about 39 cents over yeah. using, using your uh, light, like, like heavy play 
you know, cleaning the litter boxes with these cards, yeah. you know, these prices did drop uh, exponentially, you know, exponentially. Yeah, yeah. So exponentially, yeah. Exponentially. So these are the key cards. You know, if I would have known the prices, I would have probably bought a little bit more uh, lands because the the Temple of Enlightenment is god awful in the pre-con. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, so if card. you're a new player and you're like, <laughs> oh, this card's great. No. Put it in your commander deck. It's you know, trash. It's straight exactly. trash. I mean, yeah. I, I know Port Town's pretty bad, but that's even more horrific. So this is basically my $20 upgrade for the pre-con for new players and even players who are in modern considering to come to Pioneer. This is what I, the, uh, shall I say, uh, experienced player, the, yeah. the specialist know yeah, how to do. And let's see what the novice, the new guy, you know, getting into spirits. Let's see what he brought up. So Ravishing, let's see what his list and this is part two uh, of his list. You yeah. know, you, you end up getting one more shackle. It doesn't dice. matter which one, which part of the list it is. It's 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 part of it. Okay, um, spell queller that that's solid right there. Yeah. Selfless spirit, solid. And then these lands, I'm like, oh. yeah. So so let me t- let me tell you my reasoning. All right. So glacial fortress is uh, a good card. Kind of does the same similar. You know, it's already in the deck. So um, adding one more. It has enters the battlefield tapped unless you control the planes that are island at the basic or at the uh, at the budget level. You're keeping a lot of your basics. So you're probably going to have, um, yeah, Temple of Enlightenment, <laughs> Jamel. Temple of Enlightenment is trash. I took it out immediately. As you can see, I replaced it with uh, four port towns. Um, it, I believe, you need to reveal a planes or an island yes. from your hand. So yes. it's like you're gonna have one in your hand, and if you don't, maybe you mulligan for it. Like whatever. Um, the the Shepherd Dunes I thought was a really cool and interesting card. Enters untapped. Um, enters, and you can you can tap it for colorless, or if you need the white mana, you can tap it for white and pay one life to do it. But the big thing is. You can pay, I think it's four, and creatures you control get one, one until end of turn. So, like, you're looking to push through a little bit of extra damage at the end, mm-hmm. and you've got a couple creatures out, and your opponent maybe isn't going to expect or, like, anticipate that you're going to use that. You keep your lands untapped. Maybe you're going to play something in your second main. And then, you know, you can use that. It's a, I, I felt like it was a great card that wasn't represented in any list, but when I was looking for Pioneer legal cards at 25 cents – getting rid of a planes and popping that in there. I thought it was great. And then castle. It's, Vantage, it's, it's you know, solid value, you yeah. know, especially if you're going to just go, Hey, not a problem. Me personally, I'm a cheap. Look, I'm, I admit I'm a cheap bastard. Like I'm yeah. just going to buy cards that eventually are going to end up being in the deck. So if I'm going to spend 20 bucks, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, waste, you know, an extra 25 cents here, but you make yeah. a great point. If you want this deck to be competitive or slightly more competitive, what's, what's 25 cents. Yeah. You know, what's 25 cents and what's like chances are, you know, most of the cards that are in the deck are like two or three CMC and you're looking, you, you can spare that one colorless mana to drop it into the colorless spot on any one of these cards. Is it going to make a difference in some games where maybe that's the only white source that you've got and you've got a fistful of islands. Maybe you've got, um, maybe maybe you're low on life and that one damage that you take to tap it for white could be the game ending decision yeah 
it, it could, but you're looking at a $20 upgrade on a $35, $40 deck, and right. you're trying to make it more competitive. And I think more times than not, this is going to help you get through that extra two, three, four damage at the end when you've got a board loaded up with uh, spirits that you're trying to fly over for. And you just need to get that little bit extra to ping through. So that was why I included that. And honestly, it's a card that I felt like I'm like, I'm looking to put it into my competitive commander deck. Like, I, I, I'm trying to find if I can get a signed copy from Yang Hao Han to uh, to throw in there because I'm looking for things that have a white source. I don't care about that one life when I'm trying to combo off by turn three. You know what I mean? No, I like, agree. yeah, it's like I feel like it's a great card from as a, it's, as a, a it's a good player. card. I'm not you know not you know trying to disparage your choice. Now no, the no. one the one card I, I'm a little concerned about is Castle Ventress, and the only reason why is you realistically and honestly, you know, you. As a spirit player, yeah. this is something you're going to be new about, is that spirits is a tempo deck. You know, yeah. of course, we try to get out our creatures, exp you know, expeditiously using flash. And then we have to restrain ourselves with the mana so we can sit there and be interactive using our creatures uh, that have the, you know, ETB effect or... Yeah having you know counter spells in our hand and to me as much as i do like castle ventures i it may not be in your best and this is just me being honest may not be in your personal interest poor town yeah. makes tons of sense especially uh, on an extremely limited budget yeah, it's 25 cents you know the dunes uh it's good you know it's just gonna be tested out glacial fortress yeah. it's got to be tested out for me Castle Ventress? Mm. Yeah, it, it, you know what? It was, it was one of those things where Glacial Fortress isn't a terrible land in the deck. No, it's, not. It's, it's, it's a solid land, but... Yeah, at, at a budget, it's not it's not terrible. No. And uh, and then, you know, Port Town, like, of course, all day. Like, any lands that give you the ability to enter untapped just so that you can keep your tempo, as long as you have uh, a basic land, like, turn one, you play your Port Town revealing an island. Um, turn two, maybe you play that island. Turn three, you play your uh, you you play your great glacial fortress. Right. Um, the dunes, you can play it um, untapped. I can't remember. No, it's a desert. It's not a plains. No, so, it's a desert um, all day. With the castle Vantress, um, I I saw it represented in a number of mono blue decks, and so I thought, you know what? Like just to have that extra scry ability. Um, you know, you're holding up mana to maybe flash something in. You don't need to do it. So maybe at the end of your turn, you drop the four into that. You fi you figure out what your next draws are going to be. And then you're less concerned about what uh, what your next turn is going to end up being. So uh, for that reason, that's why I included it. Let's take well, a look at my second page. So let's look at your second page here. Yeah. Your second page, you know, uh, Catilda, very solid. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, I don't understand that one. I saw it in a number of lists, and I was like, you know what? It's a dollar. I'm gonna toss it in there. Let's let's talk about it because I'm not a spirit. I'm not a spirit player. I don't understand why it's in the list. Okay, because I'll 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 keep on going and tell you why I like I do like Catilda, but I'm like, yeah. Mm. Yeah, then you got Dorothea, the vengeful victim. This is a card that I personally adore. I love this card. This is a glass cannon. Love yeah. this card in a budget deck. Maybe, maybe i didn't yeah i didn't see it in any lists but i had a copy of it and as i was looking through my foils this past week i saw it and i was like how can you be a, 
a four, four for two mana. My thought process was you, you drop it on the field. It's an imposing force that your opponent either has to deal with or has to let you do something with like, are they going to waste mana on preventing the four damage when they know it's going to go away at the end of the turn? Like you're, you're dropping it as like maybe a slightly better lightning bolt. Hopefully you get it through, but like, it does your opponent want to waste a spell on something that's not going to be permanently there. Mm -hmm. And then after it becomes, uh, after it hits your graveyard, it becomes an, uh, uh, an enchantment that you can attach to a creature so that when it attacks, um, you can, you can drop four fours. And then also um, what's that? I, I, I should have included it in my list, but I didn't. What's that? Um, that's that spirit counter spell that counts. Um, oh, uh, 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 like something. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that and I was like, Oh, I, I included the uh, Dorothea so that maybe you could trigger that because I noticed in the lists, there's almost no enchantments and you're basically counting on that counter spell to only remove one from the CMC. But with Dorothea, you could possibly get it down to one so that you're only right. paying one blue. So I thought that that was an interesting interaction that should be played into. Um, I, I forgot to include it, it in my list. Considered, but, I'm not going to say yeah. get played because it, it goes back to what I said before. Spirits is a tempo deck, yeah. and unfortunately, Dorothea doesn't fit the feel of a uh, tempo deck. But there's a part of me that thinks I would like to play with this card and try to figure a way to get Dorothea into the deck because the fact that me personally is if someone attacks me with a card oh fine attack me I can flash in Dorothea I block oh well I I blocked with the 4-4 creature if I can flash it in with rattle chains that's what I'm talking about so if I can flash it in with rattle chains okay well I block with the 4-4 your creature dies okay mine dies No, no 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 harm no foul you know my upcoming turn oh i you know put in uh hey pop it on anything enchantment and then put it on a creature now i'm swinging hard see i'm happy (laughs) jamal likes dorothy as well so yeah i think i think it deserves a spot i think it's underrepresented in the spirit in the pioneer spirit deck i honestly like I, I could see that there's a deck out there that runs four of it, just like dropping one every turn. You drop like you hit five, 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 uh, five mana. You start dropping one of those. You attack with it, or you attack with uh, you attack with realistically, one. I'm going to tell you, Dan. Realistically, in spirits, if you drop in five land, you've won. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I hate to say it that way. If you have five land in spirits, you basically won. You've kicked your opponent's ass making them say boo sheet now i want to continue you have skyclave apparition which i love i love i love i love i love then artist for that one love that card no two key cards that i think is a moral imperative that i think anybody and everybody who is considering a sideboard card to me these are key sideboard cards i wouldn't put them in the main deck but sideboard cards which is witness protection and portable hole holy crap these are 100 percent it's a moral imperative if you play spirits at all in pioneer you need either or of these if you're playing mono blue snow witness protection if you're playing azorius or if you're going to play bant portable hole because let me just tell you you can take out uh green devotions uh mana dorks 
easily with this and screw them over. Yeah. When you have uh, red red deck wins, you can you know right, with you know. a portable hole, you you screw them over. If you have five lands and spirits, you don't win. Yeah. So so <laughs> I have so this second page is um, what looks like my sideboard. Um, I've got I think and I think that that's how um, that's how the ravishing Renata um, set up these pages where. I've got Catilda in the sideboard, Dorothea, you know, if we need extra damage, Skyclave Apparition. I probably should have it in the main board, but I don't um, on, on this uh, on this budget deck. Oh, wait, no, I do. I have two of those. One is main, well, at least in the in the most recent edition of my uh, of my spreadsheet. But um, yeah, I've, yeah, because I, I revised it like 15 times after I sent it over to you guys. But uh yeah, I have Skyclave in the in the side, Witness Protection. I have two of those and three portable holes. Um, and I dropped one Lofty Denial from the main into the side to make room for uh, what was it? To make room for a Skyclave Apparition that I put into uh, into the main. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I felt that you could drop down on some of the counter spells and increase the creature count at the twenty dollar level, and uh, and it would be fine. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is what Dan and I would do with $20. If we had, you know, $20 to upgrade a Pioneer uh, Challenger deck. Now it's time for us to go to the $50. La cincuenta dólares, as they say in Spanish. And let's see what I decided to go. There I go again. I ended up going with Spell Quellers. Mausoleum Wanderers, because there was only two. I was like, you know what? We have to finish off the mausoleum yeah. wanderers because they're they're very expensive i don't know why but they're they're really great cards then selfless spirit i wanted to make sure that i had one in there so as you see where i'm going with that then once again secluded courtyard i was like you know what for 50 dollars, doesn't hurt to have the secluded courtyard and then i was like you know what i for the long game which sometimes spirits has to do. I went with the Hall of the Storm Giants, which I truly enjoy playing, and then Cave of the Frost Dragon. You know, it's like sometimes cool. there's a board wipe, and you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs, and these cards, these these magical lands, yeah, do come in handy. These man oh, lands, five mana though. I'm telling you, bro. Like that's why I tell you, five mana generally. You bro, win. if you got five mana, you've 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 either already won or you've lost. I'm telling you, but just this <laughs> is just in case. You know, there are games where I find, for example, uh oh god, uh, control decks. Yeah. They like to they like to sit there and draw out the game. Lotus Field Combo, they like to draw uh, draw it out as long as they can. Yeah. Uh, humans, they do the same thing. Uh, just recently, I actually did a thing on uh, what's this other uh, Demir Control. They like to drag it out. These key cards here. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, fine, fine. Can't counter my creatures. Now I got lands. Oh, I'm whacking you now with my lands. And what are you gonna do? Oh, nothing but take damage. I just, Thank I you. just felt like it was really high. You know, like I feel like it's a really like. Are you holding up five mana so that you can activate that? Oh no, you're never holding up mana. You're always doing up stuff. But there comes a time where you go, you know, it's time to put up or shut up and make sure my put my uh, opponent on their heels. And these oh, are the you're saying you're, you're attacking with that. You're not holding oh, up yeah. to like 
drop a trick play. I mean, unless, you know, it depends on what's in my hand, but if like out of the end desperation, that's when I go with these cards. Yeah. It's a three, four dragon. Mm-hmm. And you want that. Yeah. Okay. I made different it's a, it's decisions. A land. How, I'm not, I'm not, you know, and especially for a $50 upgrade. Why not? Yeah. Hey, Hey, go for it, man. Um, so. I, I, I see. So the secluded courtyard a second time, cause you're naming creature types, you're getting those cards. That was also a card, not on my radar, probably should have included in the deck being that this is a, uh, a creature deck a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that in there and I probably should have, uh, hold storm giant and the cave. I think they're interesting choices, but I think they cost too much. No, I hear you. It's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have easily done port town. You yeah. Know. You could have easily done that, but oh no, like, no, no! I mean, I mean the the cost of the yeah, I mean the the dollar amount less than the uh, uh, the the cost of the ability. I mean, like, when are you going to have like? Do you ever really have like six, seven mana to turn that storm giant? Realistically, it's very rare. But like I said, the long yeah. game is what okay. what key. And then for me, when it came to the fifty dollar budget, I thought it was a moral imperative to get yeah. the Mausoleum Wanderers. The hands down, yeah, yeah, for sure. For me, this is just my personal opinion, and and this is my hot take. Uh, Mausoleum Wanderer, hands down, I believe is the best one mana creature in Pioneer. It's a solid card. I I made the same decision. I saw Mausoleum Wanderer, and I said that needs to that needs to be increased in at this level. And so I also chose to add two of them, even though it was like fifteen or sixteen dollars of my list. Well, this so, is your list right here. Yep. You got a shackle guys, your mausoleum wanderers, your selfless spirit, the spell queller. Oh, glass pool mimic. Nice. Yep. That's a yeah, very, but, very solid idea. I Castle dropped Ventures. that in there for uh for copying up my uh my lords. You know how it goes. Yep, you got your castle ventures, the uh dunes again, port town, glacial fortress, and then mutafault. Yep. Very, very, very good card. My, my, my thing is with this because the fact that it's two mana. Yeah, you really want brown lands. I not not be smirching it. It's a good card, and I played it in yeah. Azoria Spirits and Pioneer. The question, I mean, in modern, you know, is it? I yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I, I'm I'm looking at the list, and I say, like, most of the things have a brown mana component except for a handful of them. And like, I'm not going to keep a hand with a mausoleum wanderer and a mutavault, obviously I'm going to make sure that I have, I'm going to make sure that I have a, uh, you know, a blue source to go along with that. And pretty much everything else has, uh, has at least one Brown pip. So I could, I could just say, you know what, I'm going to keep that mutavault in there. And then like my, my mutavault, that's a two tour, two, two that has all creature types it's gonna get it's gonna get touched by the uh, <clears throat> the uh, uh, the supreme phantom that's gonna bump it up. It's gonna get touched by the Empyrean eagle that's gonna bump it up. I'm gonna be coming in with a four four mutavault, which is the same thing as your uh, your three four dragon, except well, valid. it's a valid yeah, point. Except I'm only dropping one mana into it. Right. I can I can I can keep I can hold up that one mana. My mutavaults living with my lands and. It's suddenly a trick, you know. They're not. They're they're counting my creatures, looking, going. Okay, I can survive next turn because I'm going to be left with three damage or three mana or three. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to have three life left, and then I'm going to activate that mutavault, and they're going to go, ah, oh, crap. 
and I only spent one mana to do it, and I'm I'm getting the Lord benefit. So that's well, you sold me on it. It's it's a very solid point, dude. Solid card. I didn't see it in any list, and I was like, why not? Like, I, that I'll was be like, honest with you. When it up. comes when it comes to pioneer and especially when it comes to white blue there yeah. is not enough mana fixing and then the fact that right now because of the fact that if you look at the pathways the pathways yeah, are terribly expensive they're like 15 dollars yeah. a pop especially Bro, when it comes down to the hinge pathways and the mythic uh mythic gate pathway yeah terribly expensive you yeah, know they for 15, up a lot. you know you know, you, you need online. four and they're fifteen dollars. That's sixty dollars. We that would mean you already went over your budget by ten on the fifty dollar upgrade. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I put why I kept uh if you go to my or actually, yeah, looking at this page. Let's, I let's kept, look at this okay. next page. So um, the next page you have here is you're probably your sideboards, Catelda yep. again, Ashiok, the malevolent uh, malevolent spirit. Hermit. Or yeah, the level that turns into a spirit. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think key. it's a good card. It's a, yeah. it's a good sideboard card. Yeah, it, it, you know, I'm not going to be smart. It's like a counter less less uh, good version of Mausoleum Wanderer. Yeah, but it turns into a spirit for what three mana three after mana. you sacrifice it and counter something. Right. I mean, it's not a bad card. I, it's I, not I a bad card. No, 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 no. No, the, the, don't take it the wrong way. That's why I say I think Mazda Wonder is the best card in modern. I mean, yeah. uh, Pioneer. I'm just going to sit there and say this is a less good version. Yeah. It's a, it's a more expensive, um, well, co- uh, you know, mana cost. Um, has a decent ability. I saw it in a couple lists, and I thought that it was pretty good. I put Ashiok in there to, uh, to take the place of a rest in peace because – Part of what I did with the $50 was um, I so for the for the $20 deck, I kept in the remorseful cleric, which has like a graveyard hate mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the $50 list, I replaced that with a spell queller and the glass pool mimic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put the Ashiok in the sideboard so that I could um, take the place of that of that loss of graveyard hate and keep it in there in some way or another. Um and then, you know, I, I moved Brazen Borrower from the main deck to the sideboard so that I could increase, um, where is it? Let me take a look. Uh, I, so, I could, uh, add, so I could add something. I can't remember. I just moved things around, basically. Um, it was, I just it was did like, something. I just moved things around, you know. Just, uh, you know. You know yeah, yeah, it, was the, yeah. it was the two Mausoleum Wanderers that did it because I had to right. – uh, I had to make some room, so I, I moved the Brazen Borrower to the sideboard. It's not a spirit. It's a great card. It's good for the sideboard. It flies, but it's it's not as important to the deck as you know getting those Mausoleum Wanderers in there at the $50 uh, level. And I, I feel pretty good about what I did with the uh, $50 limit. I think, um, you did, I, did, I think you did exceptionally well. Yeah. It ended up being like $51, but kind of my philosophy was I'm going by TCG mid. I could totally choose the cheapest versions of all the cards and then have a TCG player send me that. It'll end up being under 50 bucks. Or if I was buying it at the shop, if I said, I've got 50 bucks, will you do it? They're going to take that 50 bucks and well, not. Then you go to your car, you, you know, look underneath the, you know, yeah. the chairs and you end up finding, you know, another dollar in there. Yeah. Do I, do I have enough spare change in my car that I can make up for the difference? Probably. I, I think that that's fine. It, it was me all within, 
it was within a, a, a very small amount, what I would consider uh, a $50 limit. So there you go. That's where so, we at. Ladies and gentlemen, tell us what you think. MTG ectoplasm at gmail.com or MTG ectoplasm on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts and uh, do you agree at the $50 budget? Tell, tell us, are, are we full of excrement at 20 and 50 or uh, are we correct in, you know, just upgrading a pioneer challenger deck? Uh, to make it semi-competitive through now, together your list i want to see what you do okay. <laughs> tell me exactly so let's look at the next slide and the next slide is oh look at that ravishing why don't you discuss this for us um we have launched our online merch store we have various uh well we have three design currently have three designs we are currently working in it's being designed now the Boo Crew T-shirts. Boo Crew T-shirts. That's right. So if you're part of the Boo Crew, we made a shirt specifically just for you. Yes. We have shirts in all sizes and colors for men and women. That's right. We didn't, uh, we weren't biased here. We said, hey, uh, not only do the fellas like it, but the young ladies out there, or let's say mature ladies out there as well, who sit there and say, hey, I'm all about the apparition uh crew or uh, uh, tribe um i'm gonna get into it and uh here you go you got your mtd ectoplasm uh t-shirt your mtg ectoplasm irl like this is the irl show and then you got the mtg gameplay which i'm going to officially restart again this saturday so you'll start seeing me play pioneer but i'm gonna yeah. do a mono blue snow version i i think i got two more in the league that i'm in so please go to mtgectoplasm.com support the show by getting a t-shirt all sizes all colors for men and women and then like i said oh that's right the boo crew t-shirts are coming out oh my alarm just went off uh ladies and gentlemen so give me one moment you heard my alarm and i gotta do something momentarily hmm. i wonder what i'm going to be doing it's 10 o'clock. I don't know. Do you know where your children are? Uh, I, have, I have furry children. Oh, no. Where are they? Um, I make a... I have four of this card. Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, and I hate to say this, uh... Right now, there is an auction. Show show the, the, the thing real quick. There you go. Oh, MTG Ectopla sorry, MTG Art Market on Facebook. A gentleman named Donnie Keltrider uh, Kelt is promoting Justine Jones's Selfless Spirit right now. You can bid on it. Uh, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly the highest bid now is $1,150 for this thing, uh, for this piece of artwork, the one on the one Justine is holding $1,150 allegedly Then there's a hundred dollars shipping and handling. I, I just put my bid in right now. So I want to say I'm the biggest bidder. I'm the highest bidder, but you're more than welcome to go to Facebook right now and, and bid on it. And uh, hopefully uh, make a little extra cheddar for Justine. Uh oh, uh -oh. Ah, uh, I like that. Uh, double D's. Double D's. Double like D's. <laughs> Loving it, Jamel. Hey, yeah. You know what? We should get him a T-shirt that says the instead of uh, bro, <laughs> I, I like I like, I like bros instead of bras. <laughs> I mean, 
Just saying. Just throwing it out there. So now let's look at our $50. Uh, $100. $100. $100. My $100 was everything that you saw at $50, and then I went here. I was like, you know what? Now it's time. I have to sit there and help out my sideboard because I, I was using the old sideboard. I was like, you know what? I got to get rest in peace. It's a moral imperative because guess what? Sorry, right now, there's a lot of decks out there uh, that are using their sideboard and we got to deal. We got to squash it. And then on top of that, the portable hole. I, like I said, because this is an Azorius deck, portable hole is a moral imperative. You'll hear me say this again. It wins. It helps kick the ass of red deck wins especially because of uh Eidolon of the great revel i yeah. hate that card you sell out you dirty <laughs> little sellout of a spirit you shame on you for existing and then also it goes after the mana dogs with uh green uh uh green uh green devotion and then the new deck the uh the uh, gruel stompy deck with their mana dorks so ah. portable hole is now a moral imperative then i went with deserted beach why would you not go with deserted beach i think it's a very solid card uh to sit there and have you know white and blue and then finally knockout punch this is a card that i was like mm. even on my radar I, then i found myself going you know i do face a lot of red right now because you got the Rakdos build red deck wins you got the girl stompy i'm like oh no 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 no! enough is enough it's about damn time that a spirit player start putting their foot down and they give their opponents a knockout blow if you're not aware what this thing does it's too generic and a white this spell costs two less if it targets a red creature red creature knockout blow deals four damage to target attacking or blocking creature and you gain two life oh that that's a knockout punch with them seeing stars because guess what you're gaining life and their creature is practically dead so that's the reason why i went with knockout blow that's not bad i uh yeah targets a red creature it's not bad four damage for one red mana and it's an instant yeah and instant so is that uh, seeing play is that uh, is that in other decks too uh, to me personally i'm actually going to start putting it in my pioneer sideboard because yeah. i'll tell you you know i'm actually considering this card potentially in modern because of the stupid yeah. monkey the the pirate monkey ragavan yeah, sure. because oh you want to play ragavan you want to play that stupid pirate monkey Here's my one white mana. That thing takes four uh, four damage for one white mana. And, oh, I gain two life. Mm. You know what I got to say about that? Good day, my friend. Good day. Yeah, it's not, not a bad card. Not a bad so card. So you saw my $50 list. This is the additional 50 here, so that equals 100. So, Dan, what do you think? I, I don't think it's bad. I think that you've got a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I, I I definitely see the rest in peace. Um, I I did that as well. Um, that was one of that was one of the things that I was looking to get into my hundred dollar list, um, and felt really uh, really strongly about getting that in there. Um, I did keep one Ashiok because 
um, at rest in peace. Would well, have- this is your deck right here. This is your hundred dollar things with the shop guys, Mon- uh, Wander, Selfless Spirit, Spell Queller, Gaspel Plumic, Castle Ventures, the Dunes, the Muto Vault, the Port Town, the Glacial Fortress. Ravishing, let's go to the next one. And yep. holy crap, there's even more lands. Yeah, I added the Odawara. Um, I thought that that was a really cool card, really important. Um, kept the Castle Vantress. Added another Mutavault because, uh, again, it's it's a land that can uh, gain benefit from our... Uh, uh, from from our lords, and it does a lot of work in modern merfolk, so I kept it in there. Um, you know, added, added a couple others, picked up a hallowed fountain, um, added the deserted beaches, uh, glacial fortress, port town, basically kept everything, or changed out all of the plains except for two. Um, so every other land that I added in is going to add um, blue into that as well. Keep and it a little bit. Here's your final up. slide. Yep. And then, yeah, Ashiok, rest in peace. Uh, Witness Protection, thought that was a cool card. Um, And thought that that could take care of uh, things like Ragavan or or other things as well. Um, Turn it into a 1-1 citizen with no abilities. Uh, You know, I I love, like, Frogify effects. And uh, the Witness Protection is a great card. Um, It's it's three kids in a trench coat trying to... uh, pass themselves off as a legitimate business person. So uh, I, I, I like that card. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a cool card, and I felt that that was important. And again, you know, Portable Hole, that saw three slots in every one of my lists because at $1.70, um, being able to kind of path to exile a uh, anything that's under 2 CMC, uh, taking the place of uh, which sideboard card was that? It was Isolate, which only did up to one CMC. I, I, th- I felt that that was an important card to uh, slot into the deck and make work. Um, I, I, I feel pretty good about my decisions. Um, the the Pioneer deck is like the competitive ones that I was looking at are anywhere between like two and $300 on average. Um, yeah. Making $100 in change um the big things you want your lands to work you want to make sure you've got the mana that you need uh, i think that you can do it at a 50 dollars budget even a 20 dollars budget maybe not gonna pick up all the wins that you would if you had more money but i think that you know popping in some cards and being smart about what you change is going to make a big difference and uh getting those in there you know like you're gonna you're gonna end up picking up those wins um much more than what the basic tech uh does but generally i found that a lot of the deck was pretty useful you know like it was like 60 percent of the deck was stuff that i wanted to keep in and only a handful of cars like watcher of spheres remorseful cleric which isn't bad honestly Mm -hmm. um it was it was basically watcher of the spheres and temple of enlightenment that you really want to cut immediately and then a couple of the planes like cut a couple planes um for for some for some cheap duels and uh like and what like, what i what, what i hate and what i tell what i tell people all the time is land tends to be terribly expensive it's like yeah. real life land is yeah. you know is terribly yeah. expensive and when people you know there's a reason we refer to it as real estate <laughs> um because just like in real life it is not cheap 
Uh, and, you know, having the right lands at the right times that can do the right things for you and aren't going to enter tapped, that's going to be really important. And that's really where you want to um, put them in. And with this deck, you you have a lot of white pips, but the core of the deck, the important cards are all blue. And you want to make sure that you've got access to that and you don't end up with a handful of planes because it's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going right. to pull through any wins, um, which is why I tried to eliminate those as quickly as possible. One or two, not a terrible thing. But like seven, which I think is what the deck has, is way too many. Um if you were going raw, trying to go for a budget deck and not starting with the Pioneer Spirits deck, I might go into uh, mono blue right. because you can just run a, a fistful islands um, with with very minimal uh, non-basic. Well, it's not just any islands. You have to have snow-covered islands. Well, yeah, that's fair. So I, I looked at those and I considered shifting the deck into mono blue and then the cheapest snow covered island at tcg mid was like a dollar fifty so yeah. yeah at like it was like okay i could do this but i have to dedicate thirty dollars to switching to snow covered islands and then at that point i was like you know what the reason that they're playing snow covered is for the faceless haven that or at least that's what it looked like um so not, that you can not just for faceless haven that's for ascendant for spirit and let me just tell you ascendant spirit wins games People don't expect it, and when you when you load it up, people are like, "Oh crap!" How um, much how much mana or how much snow do you need to put into Ascendant Spirit? It depends on what mode you want. It can yeah, go from fair. two to three to four. Four is you know the piece that resistance, as the French would say. What is it? One one mana per um, per level that you're leveling it it's, up. It, like I said, it goes from two to three to four. Oh oh, because it's like a modal kind right. of set up all right 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 yeah i i looked at it really quick did the math on the lands and i was like it's not worth it to switch so i just went with the azorians if anything if you've got the pioneer deck and you want to go in a budget and you want to add or you want to go even further you know turn it into a bant deck um granted you're looking to add collected company which is not cheap so it's like a hundred bucks just for those cards but i think the uh the azorius deck you could really do at a budget um, and I could see, I could see even the $20 list, um, sneaking through some wins and not doing terribly at, uh, at, at your store, at your store event. Are you going to win a regional qualifier? No, right. but maybe you throw a hundred bucks in there, 50 bucks, mm -hmm. and you're going to do pretty well. Maybe you get top right. 16 if you, if you know the deck and you play it well. So. Well, do you spend it? Let me so just so you know, for two snow, yeah. the ascendant spirit becomes a two three because it originally starts as a one one. If you right. put three snow in it, it becomes a flying four four spirit warrior angel. And then okay. if you pay, sorry, five, I want to make sure I'm re seeing this right. Five, uh, it becomes a spirit angel. Put two plus one plus one counters on it. It gains whenever this creature deals combat damage. You draw a card. Hmm. So it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, yeah, it mm, it's a, it's a good card, and I did see the mono blue um, the mono blue list on a lot of uh, the top eights, but you need to put a lot of resource into it to make it work, and uh, you're better off just building it from the ground up. Or if you have a lot of snow snowlands, you know, dump it into that. 
Um, I, I think I think that what we what we ended up with uh, is is probably pretty good. Um, and I'm I'm considering picking it picking up some of the you know going with you know slowly building up to the hundred dollar level that I've got and and going to try it out. Um, you know, keeping with the the theme that we've got here. And probably borrowing some of the cards that you came up with because you had you had a couple that I didn't even have on my radar that I think would be really good, but uh, trying to keep it with that well, strict. That's budget. What, that's what you get from a spirit specialist. Yeah. Well, hey, we had a lot of the same decisions. Yeah. We had a lot yeah, of good solid, solid, hundred percent solid back and forth. So, um, I think I think generally I did pretty good. Um, <laughs> at least you know, let me toot my own horn, but I I think that uh, that I did okay for not knowing the deck and picking it up, looking at it, and then deciding like, hey, these cards are trash and need to come out. Um, these cards are, you know, I, I see that these are good and how they fit in. So let's let's work around that. Um, so I, I got to give it a go. I'm gonna have to start start playing it a little bit more because I go. haven't actually played it yet. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. The new, not old Dan, but new Dan. The not the original, but the extra crispy version of Dan is going to start giving spirits a go, and that's what I love to hear. I want to, I want to convert the masses so they be can can join the Boo Crew. Eventually, we're going to have Dan. You know, he's going to end up buying a Boo Crew T-shirt. Just <laughs> I want a hat. <laughs> well, you know, that's coming Spirit eventually. Back flat brim. Go with like go with like '90s style, like curl it up in the front. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm well. Doing. I just want to make people aware that uh, the joke's on me. The reason what? why I say this is because I thought the auction. Show the image again, if you don't mind. I thought the auction was over at ten o'clock this evening. Um, realistically, the auction ends tomorrow at 10 p.m. So right now, I am the highest bidder for this artwork right now for $1,150 for the Selfless Spirit artwork. I, right now, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, the medium who wears an extra extra large, is the second time, two-time highest bidder for Selfless Spirit, the RCG promo card so i'm hoping i'm praying to the heavens to win this thing but i'm asking you the boo crew go out there if you have the money invest because look at justine there uh she's she's a wonderful artist and you you need it's a moral imperative to get this we let's let's make sure you know we support artists artists here justine jones so don't forget ladies and gentlemen you can reach out at uh where, where, where are we supposed to reach out again? TG Ectoplasm? <laughs> no, you're supposed to reach out. Hold on. I, I got it here. Tony Coltrane? Cal, 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 Caldor? What's his name? Caldor? Uh, no, you're supposed to reach out at, uh, on Facebook at MTG Art Market. Uh, right now, look for the link for Donnie Kel, uh, writer for Cal. for this piece of artwork. Like I said, right now the highest bid is eleven hundred fifty with a hundred dollars shipping handling. So total cost right now is about twelve hundred fifty. So if you want it, go get it. I'm the highest bidder. If you outbid me, I'm going to be sad. But it's going for a good cause to support a match gathering artist. 
Yeah. Hey, I, I, I hope that somebody in the um, spirit community gets it. I, I um, really hope someone in the spirit community, definitely the part of the boo crew, get right. it. But, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm going to actually say I, I hope I get it more. I hope I hope you get it. That would be <laughs> I, would love, I would love for you to get it. That's sick. You don't you don't own any uh, any any magic art as far as I know. Um, no. And you don't even I don't even think you have signed cards. Oh, I do. I have two foil. I have, cards? I have two signed moats. Whoa. Yes, I have dope. two moats that are signed. I know people are like, why did you do that? You ruined that card. Yes. What is moat yes, going for? What is moat going for? Uh, it was going for a lot. Now with uh, Dominaria United coming yeah. out and the potentially being out there, the it just went foo-foo, and it, it went up in price. So, yay me but boo me because i got it signed the only way that card's going to see any extra more money is unfortunately i pray the lord he doesn't pass away but that's the only way that card's going to you know go up in value as if he he's no longer with us jeff menges he just did a yeah. signing uh recently around here um, yeah well he's he's a local new jersey guy i yeah i didn't know that right, right ravishing you, you said he was from old bridge Originally, like you guys talked for a while. I, I picked up a. Uh, I think, I think I, he's from Old Bridge or Edison. Yeah, he's he's from that uh, you know in the Central Jersey. I ended up getting a, uh, a, a a bucket list. Well, not a bucket list card, but like something that was on my uh, on my on my list recently. Um, not not by the artist that I wanted to get it signed by. Well, I I wanted a signed. Spit it out, Dan. Let's go. I picked up an Isochron Scepter, okay. um, which was the the only other. So there's two artworks. Um, actually, there's more than two artworks, but they're really hard to get find signed. And I found one that was signed, and so I picked it up, and I was like super stoked because now it pairs with my uh, pairs with my Silence really, really well. So I can uh, you know every turn shut off my opponents. <laughs> I'm really stoked about that. I have a hot take here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you're aware. I got a hot take. It's on Fuego right now. Dan is obsessed with signed cards. I am. I just I just did a signed cards and artist proofs as of more recently. Just uh, swapped out all of my all of my basic land playsets. Um, artist proofs signed by Sam Burley um, for. Some artist proof snowlands by Titus Lunter, um, so that I could play. <laughs> Basically, the only reason was so I could play assigned uh, Arkham's Astrolabe. That's ridiculous. That's it. Because you, only... you, you know what I would do with your deck? What? I would you would sell, sell it. Oh, I would bro. sell your deck. Yeah, I, should, I mean, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. I have a problem. Yes, you do. Well, if I if I did sell it, I it would be I would be sad because I think I have I think now that I've taken the uh the signed planes out of this deck, I have enough cards in my in my signed binder to now build a second mono white deck. You should. You I should. think I'm, I think I'm gonna go Kataki Warswage. You know what you should um, do is buy my moat off of me that's signed. No, no, no. Yeah, I think artifact. it's a moral imperative. I would, I would, I would, if I were you, sell your moat and buy that artwork. 
No. Yeah, you have one moat. You're not even playing it in a deck. I'm not playing any of them in a deck, but that's no diff yeah. story. That's so, crazy. ladies I'm and gentlemen, gonna... tell us what your thought was uh, at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com and Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts on the $20, the $50, the $100, and is Dan a nut for always getting his card signed and trying to make decks out of it? Yeah. So, Dan, is there anything you want to share before we close the show? You can find, like I said, you can find this young man at Fires in Atlantis on Instagram. If you're in the Jersey Shore area, you will find him constantly at Nova Games. Uh, where else? Platinum Star Games. Yep. Uh, they, uh, I, I don't know where else. Coming soon to Greg's Games. Coming soon to Greg's Games. There you go. Yeah. Waiting for you to take me there. Cause I, uh, oh, hey, what are you doing uh, end of this month? You want to take a motorcycle ride down to LBI? Sure, I'm down to go to. What's an LBI? Uh, Trotta's Hobbies opened up a new store. Uh, Trotta's um, is down in Barnegat. I used to play Standard there back when. Okay, I'm done. As long as you remember, I, dry, I ride my motorcycle like an old man. That's okay. I only have a 250, so right there with you there you go we're we're, yeah. we're dueling old people together <laughs> so uh dan is there anything else other than that that you want to share things that i want to share uh yeah this art from dan dos santos on stoneforge mystic the the extended art um artist proof that i've got right here is is wonderful i love it um it's great pairs really nicely with the uh the signed batter skull that i've got in the deck as well from uh and i remember when we went to the seg Philly when you got yeah that. yeah got so. to see rk post again because yeah. he's uh he's go. a cool dude i like him um right. well ladies and gentlemen <laughs> there, there you go do don't forget support the show at mtgectoplasm.com t-shirts all sizes in for men and women and this has been a really unusual show, right, Ravishing? Yes. There you go. It's been hey, I had fun, man. That, that was a good time. I liked going through those deck lists. Well, we'll do more. We'll do. We'll pick yeah. up another Pioneer deck and just break it through. My goal I'm going to have week, you build an EDH deck. <laughs> no. But my goal is to get another uh, Pioneer Challenger deck and give it away uh, maybe for Halloween and then maybe, uh, for, uh, maybe January for my two-year anniversary of doing this so who knows so ladies and gentlemen we've come to near the end of the show put it on me if you don't mind it's you know we've come to the end of the show i want to thank you the listening and viewing audience for being with me from the very beginning the thousands and thousands of you on spotify google uh, google and apple Podcasts, to the hundreds of you watching and viewing on YouTube and, uh, and and Twitch and then Twitter. Listen, I know you guys are watching. Just hit the follow, like, subscribe button, please. Just just do that for me, for a fat fat guy. All right, I'm a medium that wears an extra extra large. So, ladies and gentlemen, the next time you're kicking your opponent's ass, make sure they say that's bullshit. <laughs>